Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your number one source for all things Final Fantasy TCG, sponsored by Ultimate Guard. Just something that you maybe pay a war, discard a warrior of light to do his ass. That, that, that's got to happen like eventually, right? Where you can just discard a warrior of light to pay for a uh, for any um, of light special for any warrior of light special. Like, I mean, that'd be that'd be kind of powerful, but like at the same time, right? Like, that's a good payoff for just jamming those jobs in the deck, which very ebb and flowy, right? Specials, anyway. Like, there's the new not one, many. this one. Mm-hmm. I'm sure All there's the others I'm not thinking of. <laughs> yeah, a lot have, of the like, seems to have a shitload of them. Yeah. In the what, what, uh, one of the Lennon's one of the Ferris, one of the Ferris, couple of no, only the the, the big six drop, uh, the big six yeah, drop yeah. Ferris. You're not playing. You're uh, playing more of light. You're probably playing the dual element one. We are. Uh, we're good. Everything's good. So everything sounds good. Yeah, everything's good, dude. You know. Sounds good. Speaking of good, John. John, that's that's good news. Ferris is a good card. <laughs> Ferris yeah. is a good card. Ferris is a very yeah. good card. Ferris and, right uh, is just, it's just it's just good times, good buds, good cards. Because we're back for the next episode of the RVA Returns Podcast. Shit, John, it's been how long? A while. Boy, howdy, boy, it's been it's been a, been a, it's been a little too long. I, if there is well, if there has been somebody fucking gone fishing this whole season, it's your boy. Um, well, but we had, we uh, are we had back. Viridian brother on for uh, just before world for the, uh, talking about did. His, his Nats victory. Um, yeah, so that that was a whole lot of fun. But yeah, we have not talked about anything since the big show. Yeah, but now we're coming back from the biggest show and, uh, you know, North America put on quite the performance. And, uh, you know, we've got a couple of those lads with us here today, which uh, we'll introduce them in a second. Uh, but first of all, like I said, back for the next episode of RVA, 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 RCA, RC Cola, fucking call it what you want. <laughs> RVA Returners Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Adams. With me, as always, badge and gun on the hip, on the case. John Schreiner. Say hi to everybody. Howdy, howdy. Indeed, like I said, we got a couple of the uh, a couple of the uh, the you know best players uh, best players in the room, John. We've got uh, and not only that, uh, two part of the best damn locals, I guess you can attend right. these days uh, for a Final Fantasy trading card game. And I need to I need to ask this before I introduce these lads. Can can I be adopted into the 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 game theory locals? I know I'm just kind of like a like a I'm like I don't know Paul Rudd on the last season of Friends. <laughs> I'm just kind of there sometimes. But you know, you're as regular as some of the locals, dude. So you know, well, fair enough, fair enough. But you know, here in RVA, I'm kind of a man without a country. So I just want to take you in. We'll take you in. I'm like, I'm like big. Now I know what Big Boss and Peace Walker feels like, right? Like, so I just, (laughs) I, I, I I need, I need a place to call home. Um, but with that being said, we've, (laughs) we, you've got me, yay, yay, and uh. Those, speaking of two of those folks that got me, let's introduce our two guests. Um, you know, one no stranger. Uh, I don't have. Have we had him on the cast before? I feel like we have. I feel like we have. I feel like you've been on here once. Um, no stranger to the big stage either, and of course that is two times Final Fantasy trading card game world competitor and all around good egg, Mister Hunter Nance. Uh, he's dancing, he's prancing, he's Hunter Nansen, as Irving would say. Uh, Hunter, how are you, brother? Hey, pretty good. Uh, yeah, I think I was on here back when Adam was on here, maybe like a long time ago, but I'm not sure about I, since then. 
I, I honestly think didn't I feel like we had you on around the same time for your first uh worlds um your first worlds uh appearance, which I still have the t-shirt by the way for of the that first worlds team that we you know that became a thing. So I yeah, was has a small hole in the back, but oh well. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. And uh of course, you know, we're we're not, he, he's not alone. We've got as I said earlier before we started recording, John, if there was an award for rookie of the year for Final Fantasy trading card game. It belongs to this man. And that is Mr. Will Coghill. Will, uh, say hi to everybody. How are you, brother? Uh, doing all right. Uh, hanging in there. Uh, already starting the prep for the Winter Cup. So we're... Uh, Money never you know, sleeps. We're, we're just grinding. Yep. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Well, uh, you know, congratulations to you both, of course. You know, not just Worlds. You both made it uh, top four. Uh, Hunter, of course, you know, falling short there in the finals, which, uh, you know, we, we did the math. And, we, you know, we'll, we'll dive into this a little bit more later. Uh, Hunter, you were just the king of second place literally all season long. Um, I think, like, every like, – damn near every event you played in was uh, was the, the bridesmaid finish. Um, but still damn good. As, as someone who's very familiar with One getting second best. place repeatedly, <laughs> boy, it, it's absolutely uh, fantastic to see. But, you know, we're putting the cart before the horse. I'm just excited to talk to you boys because, you know, I didn't get a chance to see a whole lot of worlds because I feel like every time I cut the stream on, it was on a break screen because shit was just going so fast. Um, but, you know, we've got the, you know, we're, we've got the inside line. So, boys, we will, uh, you know, we'll we'll get to that in a second. But, you know, we've got some things to talk about. We got some catching up to do, which is kind of where I want to start. John, how the hell are you? I'm doing no good, one's, man. Has anyone asked you yet other than <laughs> just now how you are today? I am doing just fine, uh, Chris. It's been, you know what, we did, uh, of course, we'll talk about this uh, soon, but we got selected for an event that's coming up. So there's been oh, a lot oh. of organizing that, getting that all straight on my end. Really busy time Indeed. of the year for work, as as it is, you know, wrapping everything yeah. up for the year. But uh, I've been good, brother. I'm really excited for the next season. Things just look like they just keep uh, getting better and ticking in the right direction. And yes. it's really awesome. So. No, absolutely, and, you know, and we've got a lot of ground to cover. So I, I, I don't, I think we can't, uh, I think we can't dwaddle anymore. Let's go ahead and uh, let's get comfy. Let's put our feet up on the table, grab the remote control, put it on your favorite network channel. It's six o'clock, John. You know what it's time for. Actually, I need to know. I think Hunter, you know what, you know what time it is. You know where we're going to get the to get the inside scoop. Hmm. I think it might be the news. <laughs> I will. I would have deferred to you on that, but the last, every time we've had somebody new this season, they're like, uh, <laughs> "What? Uh, <where? laughs> what are you talking about?" Yeah. Uh, Don't where? you worry. Yeah. I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a loyal listener of this uh, proud production, so I would have proudly <sighs> yeah. said, "It's the news." So up first, of course, we're going to start how we always start on the news. John, I need you to grab your papers. I need you to grab that. Uh, get that American flag on your lapel. Hit the podium and tell us the Octagon State of the Union. All right, Chris. Of course, I've got all my prepared documents, but... uh. Fuck them, dude. I'm going off script this week. Oh, it's time. <laughs> yeah, we got State of the Union. Dude, the State of the Union, it's good, man. We just wrapped up our last weekly of the year. 
222, I think, was the number. I can't believe how high these goddamn numbers are getting, Chris. It's been been a long time. Um, But, yeah, man, it's been great. We've had a really fun season. Um, What's interesting is, like, you see a lot of patterns um, in the play that, that, like, we can see the pattern in the weekly, and it Mm -hmm. definitely plays through to events like Worlds of the Winter Cup. But at the same Mm -hmm. time... Um, every single week this season has been won by a different deck, like entirely different Ooh, love deck. That. And we've got a lot of people who are taking their first win, actually. Um, oh, so it's really beautiful. cool. It's really cool. What's funny is, uh, of course, things are, um, on average, just very angry and fast right now. And, um, mm-hmm. it's funny. We had somebody say even in, in the channel the other day, they were like, is Final Fantasy okay right now? Like, like, <laughs> because, because of like, you know their experience that night and i was like man uh, uh, well, let me let me before i answer this let me just go back and look at you know the stats the data as it were and i just scrolled mm-hmm. back through all the winners for the past few events and i'm like no man every different week i mean it's soiree water ice ice lightning uh warriors travel deck une shiva six cost une with shivas was uh <laughs> was one of the things that won the weekly this oh, year man. so um as much as all the other stuff that we're seeing, you know, the Warrior of Light, seven decks, uh, the aggro, like mono ice, ice water type of decks are definitely present here as well. But it's just really cool to see that there's still uh, so much going on, so many new things that people are trying out. Uh, as always, a great place to see what is uh, going on. You know, if, if you had been tuning into the weekly, I think most of the decks at Worlds wouldn't have been a big surprise to you. Uh, definitely would have been aware of the wall seven pattern, which I'm sure we will get to uh, as these guys talk about their tournament report. But yeah, man, it's been it's been really good. Um, looking forward to 2024 and uh, just another year of awesome games. Absolutely, absolutely. And then to to kind of just go into the next bit of news from one event to another. Um, you know, John, you mentioned at the top of this that we've been prepping for an event, uh, the only event. Oddly enough, is the uh, the Winter Cup coming up in mm-hmm. I mean, little, a little over, uh, literally like a month to the day, right? It's on the weekend of January twentieth. Won't you? Oh, won't actually, you give yeah. us all? Yeah, give give us the scoop, John. Because again, like I said, I've I've been out to lunch. I've been on a lunch break for nine months at this point. So uh, yeah, absolutely. bring me up to speed. So uh, Square Enix put out the call to stores that had been hosting some events last season, or at least um, reached out to us at Game Theory, not us, you know, but but to our local scene at Game Theory, reached out to the store and said, hey, would you guys be interested in hosting this off-season event? And um, the store in general has always been awesome to work with, um, but like... When we first had, remember our Esper Series tournament, Chris, um, when we had that event, it was just such a successful event for the store, and all the players were so happy that uh, immediately after that, it was kind of like, hey, how can we get our hand raised for the next thing? And that got us to the Materia Cup, right? So uh, I think our hand at this point is constantly, we're donkey in the first Shrek movie, like, oh, pick me, pick me, pick me. Um, so we were, we were absolutely ready to throw the hat in the ring. Um, they gave us the opportunity to host. We are very excited. It's going to be the first official team event, I think, for Final Fantasy TCG. Yes. I think those have only it's been, exciting. um, like fan run before. And, and you know, what's funny enough is the only other one that I can think of. I unfortunately didn't get to play in, but I believe it was at Game Theory. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a team event hosted at Game Theory, right? Uh, Hunter may, may remember that one. Um, uh, yeah, I also didn't play in it, but there was one. Yeah, because I feel like that was actually some some returners did win that one, Chris. Wasn't that uh, Colin, Ron, and Curtis 
won the team event there. I, I, be- I believe they did. I yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. did. Um, the, I, I, the original trio. That's the right. And the only reason that I remember that is because I think that there's like a Facebook picture that's one of their three profile pictures for like a long time. That's one of them like dabbing in front of the game theory mural. Yes. So I was yep. just like, oh, okay. I know that that's uh, <laughs> that that was at the store. But um, yeah, so this is going to be a team event, Chris. We've got 32 teams for a nice even tournament. Um, mm-hmm. it is, so, you know, it, it will be exciting and it'll be a room packed full of people, but it won't be a crazy number of rounds. Uh, so we'll be getting it all done in the one day on Saturday. So it's going to be a big team event then. And then day two, we're going to have a bunch of different side events, but there's also, uh, going to be a constructed tournament on day two. There's going to be, uh, you know, draft There's gunslinging with, uh, some new <laughs> local celebrities, you know, that we've got here. Oh, man. Um, and, and a lot of other exciting, fun stuff going on. So I think that's going to be a really, really fun event. Honestly, I wish that there were, uh, just like ways that more of them could be hosted or that we could fit, you know, five times as many people in the store, but, um, we're going to be really excited and happy to host anybody who comes out. And if you can't make it for day one, um, day one's the only day that we had the tickets for. So they're leaving it open for day two. I don't think that everybody from day one's going to come back. Um, then we're going to have a couple different things going on. So if you're in the area, please feel free to swing by, um, and participate. It's really just a, it is a tournament, but it's also a casual celebration in the off season to kind of just get everybody together and having fun playing FFTCG. Absolutely. And uh, now, John, bring us up to speed. Uh, you know, this is our first official team event. What are the uh, for, for those who maybe want to run their own team event? What are the official rules for this thing? Oh, man. Um, so honestly, I, I've got some knowledge of uh, of that, but mm-hmm. I, I would have to we would have to get Judge Galloway on the horn here for. Oh, get, for some get, of the, the, uh, get the, the foreman. Specifics. I know that there's going to be. Um, a few more details going out, but what I can tell you is, uh, I know that the way that the deck construction and, and stuff works is that um, there can't be shared cards across the decks, Chris. So with a lot of the popular decks right now, um, things start to get a little gummy because that old four CP yeah. Uno wild card Warrior of Light sure likes to squirrel yeah. his way into to damn near anything that can find a way to to cheat him or play multiple colors. Um, and there's a couple other, you know how it always is with things like two deck formats where you got to worry about like Amaterasu and things like that. Um, except now it's across three different players. So it's, it's one of those things where, um, there's gotta be a lot of strategy that goes into deck building, but then you also see something like, okay, well, everybody, you know, this is one or two of the best decks and you expect there to be a lot of it in the room. But even if you're walking into it in that matchup, there's like a two third chance you don't play that. So like matchups and like what to expect and like how to how to prepare and everything is so different. It's it's really a totally different dynamic. Um, but you're going to have to play, uh, you know, obviously three players from the team play against three other players from who they're paired up against uh, at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, whichever team wins two out of three of those games wins the round. Now, do we know, and I, you know, I don't know necessarily know how important this is, um, is there inner team coaching and like talking or do you have yeah. to sit there silent as a log and just. No, as far as I know, you, you can communicate with your team members. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Really, really get the team feel. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of team events. So mm-hmm. there's actually going to be really exciting stuff. Cause I know obviously you, you, me and Alex, uh, Tessimer are going to be on a team. So we're just going to see what, uh, 
we're going to see what we can uh, cook up, which I mean, what you're going to cook up for me, which with you, with uh, you and Alex <laughs> coming down tomorrow, you're going to give me the crash course tomorrow in the, uh, the Opus, uh, what, 21, 22? Where, where are we at, John? We, we 21 and 22. 21, where are we Chris, at? 21. But 21. Was, you're going to, you're going to bring me up the speed on the new meta. Well, the thing is, Chris, though, we, you know, it, it's going to be tough as hell because not only do we have a bunch of cool players coming in from a bunch of different scenes, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, the team to beat is, we've got them sitting right here in the damn room, man. Holy shit! Holy shit! We do. It's a, the <laughs> we competition's going to be uh, going <laughs> to be stiff. Got to get through these worlds, players, man. And and yeah, of course, we got Dory. Yeah, they well, well, Dory, you know, the yeah. architect, right? Oh, then, the architect. Then yeah, then we have uh, the we innovator. Have the innovator. Oh, that's Adam Lane. That's Adam Lane. Adam Lane's been you can't, been, you can't not anymore. Oh shit! Not anymore. Dude, just slams him. Oh man. Then, uh, oh, then of course we we have uh, Mike also, dude. Who you're gonna have to get through. You know, world's competitor number yeah. four, and uh, he is not able to join us this week just because we've got a full house, Chris. But uh, we've already got a few world's competitors with him too. They, yeah, holy shit! There you go. And we've already got him lined up for um for another episode that we're gonna put out right before the Winter Cup. So we'll have uh, even more of those little details, um, and like you know specifics on prizes and rules and stuff then but for now please just look forward to it and we're so excited dude very excited yeah i, I, do, I do know this i don't know if you know because i know you told me uh, about you know since we're playing john who's going to be in the booth for the for the team event that's a surprise brother that's a surprise that's a surprise Sorry. that's a surprise yeah, it's not okay, yet. We'll, we'll, well, then we'll leave that one quiet because yeah. uh I, I, there, there are folks that i just absolutely love to death so yeah, that's so. uh you're you're, you're gonna be <laughs> For a good time is really all you need to know you'll be in good hands dude. and, and chris and i will oh, be swapping in on day hands. two for all the day two action for the single uh player constructed event and bringing that to you guys so there will be full stream be action both days uh and give those okay. gentlemen from uh saturday a chance to swap on in and get some games in themselves so absolutely yeah, it's going to be look forward to all that time. stuff on the on the winter cup episode next yeah it'll be fantastic um so then from there john you know we um as as always, when you have major events, you have spoilers. So Opus Twenty Two. Now now that I've got my bearings right, I know what set these spoilers are from. Right. We got there. So uh, we got a couple during Worlds, and then we also got a couple during the uh, the Winter Cup that happened over in the EU. That was this past weekend. Which, by the way, I just realized I that only that saw means a little we're bit of get, that. Uh, two spoilers. Event, yeah very cool that, that's that's a big deal yeah. um but i know will i know you've been quick on the draw with those spoilers already let's uh we can kind of go over them it's only four cards um we got again two at worlds and two at um two at the european winter cup uh will want to go ahead and talk about the ones from worlds you said you've got them pulled up yeah absolutely um you know i think really uh, you know, looking at the Barts and the Selfie that were announced, you know, Selfie mm-hmm. being a legend, has got this beautiful full art coming in from the, the FF8 uh, kind of style here that they've been running recently. Yeah, what's um, going to tell us, what, tell us what she does? Yeah, the uh, so Selfie, when enters the field, can search for a Category 8 forward, add it to your hand, mm-hmm. has a zero-cost action ability, choose a Cat 8 forward other than Selfie, and until the end of the turn, gains plus 1k, haste and brave. Uh, you know, only active on your turn and once per turn. But um, yeah, with the the fire lightning kind of cat eight stuff that's been coming out recently, I think this uh, you know opens up some some additional avenues. A uh, little bit interesting losing your your backup searcher with selfie kind of being the common name there, but um, you know have to have to test around and see what you got. The uh, the Bart Bart's on the other hand. Um, you're coming in, uh, remove three job warrior light in the break zone from the game, and Bart uh, is untargetable by opponent's abilities till the end of the turn. 
Mm-hmm. Also has a really cool special time magic here. Uh, cost uh, you know, a copy of Bart's and pay X. Uh, search for a job warrior of light. Cost X or less and play it straight onto the field uh, only during your turn. So yeah, a couple really interesting applications coming out from, from Bart's here. He has the job warrior light, uh, pretty popular right now going to really be interesting to see exactly what's worth running the extra copy of Bart's for uh, oh. to kind of bring that special online. But What element is old Bart's there? Oh, Bart's is a wind card. He is wind. Uh, coming out, another 2CP wind card. You know, always, uh, always a little bit of a specialty there. What's the power on that, brother? Uh, he's winging in right at 5k. Right in his weight class, isn't he? Absolutely he is. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. So his special is kind of like a parallel to a rise of Lena, right? But it's, it's more go get it from the deck unless uh, the backup is like, get it from the discard. I guess this is more job specific mm-hmm. and stuff too. It's just interesting always how, um, similar games have like mechanics or they always keep them kind of near each other. Right. Like, I think about like the growth, quote unquote, mechanic of the counters for like Ridia, Palimporum. This is interesting to see how like the the Final Fantasy V characters they do a lot with like uh, the arising and just playing the stuff on the field. It's cool. Bart's yes. always is focused on these these S abilities. I don't know that I've ever seen a Bart's use its S ability. Um, so we'll, I can't yeah, recall. We will see. We will see. He does have that. Yeah, job, like I'm, I'm a. Yeah, a job, and obviously I'm a big fan of the uh, selfie. Uh, you know, Angry Gamers Unite. I'm big, big fan of cards like that, and I, you do hate to lose your your EX seed candidate searcher, um, but I think this one is a little bit more broader application. If she and if she can allow Squall to to swing a little earlier, uh, you know that's never bad either. Uh, you got that. You got that squall. I mean, there's you know, potential applications with uh, Griever coming out with this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just just a lot of different ways you're going to be able to take this. I think. Yeah, sign me up. And uh, so those are both solid cards. Now uh, the two we got at the the Winter Cup. Now Hunter, I don't know if you're you're quick on the draw with those or you have those pulled up. But I and I don't know how you are with spoiler season. I don't know if you like to look at them or wait till the whole set's out. Um, I mean, I look at them, but. I don't like you don't put a deck together or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I definitely like to wait for the full picture to actually do any kind of building, but it's always fun though. Well, that's all right. Well, who's got them pulled up? Because I sure do. I, I have them. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Chris is just putting them to work this week. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, well, Vossler is a four-cost Earth eight K with X burst, um, and he has very pouty. Evil-looking face on, so I don't so know if I would a good trust guy, this right? guy if I played Final Fantasy no, Yeah, I think he like works for Ash and is really nice. Oh, okay. Um, so I don't know why they drew him like that. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, it's probably a mistake. <laughs> um, when he enters the field or EX, of course, uh, you can search for a king and add it to your hand. And when he attacks, um, your next forward is reduced by two, but cannot become zero. Oh, uh, yes, king. Yeah, so king obviously giving you some options and uh, potentially some stuff you could do with cost reduction to do a bunch of stuff in one turn. But I think it's more for that first ability and just him being quite large and efficient for what he's doing and having X-Burst. Yeah, and he's, he's right. His, his cost and category are right on target for our old pal Fran. 
Yeah, I mean, Fran, uh, definitely looking for more just, like, playable four-drop Final Fantasy twelve cards uh, that are in her colors. So the fact that this is a four-drop with a good body that also searches out a king. And um, yep. kings right now, I mean, there's the Claris backup engine has just been getting more and more targets lately. And uh, you're yeah. starting to see it just more and more. Claris, of course, himself also having, like, the EX in the corner, and, and he searches for yeah. kings. So you're probably already playing, like, some kind of king engine where you're able to get other kings. And then, uh, obviously, Claris himself is not a king. But, um, you know, it's just going to be these targets for Vossler to find. And, and it's interesting um, to just see that second ability where he can reduce the cost on something. Uh, it did make me go and see if there were any four-cost king forwards for, like, weird uh, rug. You, like, you play the boss where you search for the king, you play general rug, you haste the boss where you attack with the boss or drop the king by two and then play it. Uh, there are not yet, but there may be. So I, I mean, I think uh, the only king forward is Edgar, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. One thing that's pretty not, not weird Edgar is... Edgar right, but Edgar. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that's pretty weird is that there's no kings in uh category 12 so i assume there will be one in the set although i also can't even think of are there any kings in yeah like who, there's, there's emperors so like i don't really understand yeah like I... <laughs> yeah, yeah I have no that's not really a character right so <laughs> do we even know who ash's dad is yeah i don't know it's probably mentioned <laughs> i mean he is a king on. right <laughs> i think he's like dead before the start of <laughs> the just game see, like so. a new card like king damasca or whatever it's just, like, <laughs> it's just a full art, full art tombstone that's all it is yeah rip there's a bunch uh, of princes yeah. like prince razzler and stuff but yeah, yeah, we gotta, it's, we it's kind of weird that it searches for a king i don't i don't understand that yeah yeah, who is the is he, he's because he's looking for a king. He can't find one anywhere in Final Fantasy twelve. He's been searching. He's still True, looking. Maybe that's, that's why he's got the close up that's of his face. So pissed, just, dude. He's like, Where's the goddamn right. king, dude? I'm sick of the All that's missing princess. is like the magnifying glass in front of his <laughs> eye searching for a king. That is that is a good point though, Hunter. <laughs> I don't know why why he searches for a king at all. But hey, you know, no name clash and uh he he's got a lot my, of my best guess is that Ash's dad was king. And like he was serving him, and then served Ash, but yeah, like I mean, like uh... lore wise, but like mm. I don't I don't know if that's even a character whose name is mentioned. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know, dude. Uh, very interesting. <laughs> Maybe Andor talks about one of his like six paragraph journal Ah <laughs> uh, yes, ah uh, yes. But I'm I'm here for it. Big fan of this card. Now, Hunter, tell us about the uh, the other one. We got another purple card here uh, on the horizon. A yeah, this too. is uh, another Final Fantasy VIII card, Ultimisha. She's also Dissidia. Um, she costs five. She's a witch, of course, uh, 9K. Um, she says all cards in your break zone cannot be removed from the game by your opponent's summons or abilities. So kind of like uh, Lena, but also kind of like Lena, <laughs> you sort of don't want to play her until you already have a bunch of stuff there. So you, your opponent still yep. kind of has that opening for a while um, because her second and mm. kind of most important ability is when she enters the field, choose a forward. If there are 15 or more cards in your break zone, you gain control of it, which is obviously very, very powerful. Um, the way it's worded, if they did manage to kill her in response and exile your graveyard, it wouldn't do anything. Uh, but that's kind of asking a lot since the 9k, and there's not like that many ways to interact with the graveyard at instant speed. Um, and then she also has a special, which is very efficient. It's just, you know, another copy of her. Choose one forward, it loses 10k power until the end of turn. 
and obviously being a witch, uh, you can grab her off Griever. Yeah. Yeah, she there's a she has a lot of ammunition for that gun should you be choosing to, you know, just go deep and down down the uh down the Ultimisha uh rabbit hole. But the card's got a lot of good text and a lot of good spots about it. I don't I I just don't know. I don't know what to do with that card, where to put it yet. I don't know, man. It seems seems pretty good. Yeah. I'm here for it. I'm definitely here for it. Um, just the, the break zone protection in that color is like good, right? Because they, they don't have anything like that. And there's a lot of, and even like if you just, you know, me, my idiot lizard brain just immediately wants to go to something like Kingsglaive, right? Where you want to keep your break zone. You want to protect that so you can do Nick stuff. So being able to like have this body that says, hey, you can't mess with my break zone until I, you know, get to do all the things that I do or just not at all, right? Like that's, and that's just like a very, I'm not digging for that one. Like that one's that one's right there on the surface, right? Chris, we've uh, we've gathered a bunch of your friends here together today. We'd we'd like to have a discussion with you. I think you need to let King's Glaives go, brother. Uh, no, I I I do. I, I definitely. We tried lightning wind. We tried lightning wind, dude. It's 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 done. <laughs> yeah, dude. That, that deck is my off season. <laughs> if I'm gonna go down to jerseys and play and play a deck, we need that's new glaives, That's dude. all. That's, we we need Dave the Glaive. We dude. need Dave. We still are waiting for Dave, dude. I'm telling brother, you, brother. I just I need a piece of removal on a body that is not named fucking Nix, and they've then I think we're the, uh, yeah, they've got the right like text. It's loose enough that you know if, if better yeah. versions of them came out, it could be a thing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm pre- I'm prepared to let it go. It's only it's only an off season choice. But um, you know, which is kind of where we're at because you know that that's. I have say, uh, John. Oh, you, you on, have, you have, hot I, off the presses. Hot off the presses. Yeah, hot off the presses, guys. Uh, Ramanas Benargan Dalmasca. I'll have you know, uh, is in a cutscene oh, in King the Ramanas. game. That's okay, true. yes. He's at the start of the game. Yes, sons yeah. and daughters of Dalmasca. I bid you lay down your arms, raise songs of prayer in their stead. Prayer for His Majesty King Ramanas, ever merciful, a man wholly devoted to peace. Yeah, is that a quote is how from, that's from uh, Andor, dude. Yeah, we, we do have. At least a uh, a CG uh, image of the king here. Yeah, so they might uh, add a first job corpse card to the game. <laughs> yeah, or, or well, no, <laughs> he needs to be job king. He has to be job true. king. Well, it could be, be two jobs. He yeah. could just be called be corpse. And the, yeah, there you well, go. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll still be on brand for whatever limited format the set have. You have you don't have anything for fucking Bossler Search. That you, makes that's, that's very on brand for FFTCG. You know, become like a like. Otherwise, all they got in the game is like Dynast Kings. That's it. Well, so. That's the oh, thing. That's he's got to have he's. His name, he's, his, King is going to either be in the name or it's going to be like bullshit word, then King. It's going to be like in his Rape job Wall, title, dude. And then it'll say yeah. King in the job, maybe. Maybe. Who knows, dude? Maybe. But is Wraithwall a boss in that? Like a ghost? Yeah, Dynast King Wraithwall, dude. You actually fight him, though? Uh, or do they just reference him a million times? I don't I remember. Maybe. Hold on, you know, I'm gonna... <laughs> I've got my insight. I know you go to his tomb, here. but I feel like you just fight like an Esper or something. Um. Yeah, I think. I think. That he is probably not a boss fight or anything like that. I don't know. It doesn't say here on but the. Isn't uh, that the tomb where you can set up like the, the gambit shit and it just sure do is. that? Yeah. The, yeah. The okay. Just want to make sure. That's where that's where you cut the, the game off and go to bed. Cut the TV yeah. Is that is, is that Demonolith? Is that where that? Uh, is I think it's from? just called Demon Wall there, but it's okay, the same okay, thing. But there's there's a thing in there that just yeah endless spawns the skeletons mm-hmm. and you just set that thing up and go to sleep and wake up and yeah you just cut the tv off go to bed wake up in the morning and all your shit's ready to go you're trying to license board burst complete. through the game 
Yeah. Finally, That's a right. way to play Final Fantasy XII while not having to do anything. Yeah, Dude, brother. Yeah, just <laughs> right. a little different. <laughs> God. So a little different. I don't know why I like that game as much as I do. I love the story. I love the characters. But God, if I never play that game again, I won't be upset. Yeah, it's kind it's of like so boring. boring. Where it's like, there's literally nothing fun about this game. But for some reason, I like playing it. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I, the story and the characters is what keeps me going. I tricked myself into buying the Zodiac Age for some reason. And then as oh, I was you playing fool. it, they literally have like four times speed. And it was still not fast enough. I was like, this oh is still, God. I still am annoyed how long it takes to run across this empty zone. <laughs> yeah, I never I normally use, this. I never normally use the speed ups, but that game, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, you have to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but Chris, uh, that is a weekend segue out of spoilers. I think that, you know what, it's just really cool that they're making sure all these events, even the Winter Cups, have a little something to share. I can't wait to see what yeah. we get to share in January. Um, yeah, that's going to be exciting. I'm really, really, really happy to kind of get back on the train and play some uh, Final Fantasy and really just go into the next season with with I don't, I don't want to say I don't want to say high expectations, but with an elevated sense of excitement mm-hmm. is the, the better way to say it. Um, just we'll see what happens. But, you know, John, we can't we can't get to next season until we talk about the the season finale of FFTCG. Um, and that's where these lads are going to come in, um, obviously, with Worlds. Well, there was, what, 16 players for Worlds? Yeah, just 16 this year. Just 16 this year. Because In the past, it was, what, like 24, <laughs> 28, something like that? Uh, the first Many year more, was but... 16. The second year was 33 because they accidentally gave an extra invite. Um, <laughs> the third year was 31 because someone, like, broke their leg or something and couldn't show up. Jeez. And then uh, this one was 16. So I wouldn't okay. be shocked if next year they went back to 32, but, you know, just as sort of like a reset to the way it was. But mm-hmm. I also wouldn't be surprised if they kept going with 16. So I don't know. But even Nats for us this year was half the size. So it seemed like yeah. maybe maybe they were just seeing if, if it would stick. And it did. Just so just in the waters. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, people were hungry. People wanted it. And uh, that's what the people got. And you boys, not only did you both make it to Worlds, obviously, you know, in this and we kind of have both sides of the spectrum here. We have Hunter who two time world qualified player. And then we have not just their first time at worlds, but they're on their first year playing the game. So from, you know, veterans to rookies, right. We've got Jawan Howard sitting on the bench and then we've got some, you know, insert young up and coming rookie here in (laughs) in will. But what I want to do, you know, I want to give you boys the floor. We're just going to kind of, you know, this is, this is, you know, tournament report, uh, the podcast. So, Will, we're going to start with you. Um, go ahead and just kind of give us the the usual rundown. First, I want to start with, because uh, it was a two-deck format, but a different two-deck format. From what I understand, you played the first few rounds with one deck, and then the back half you played with another deck. Is that correct? Yeah, so you've, you've got it spot on. Uh, first four, you're, you're Kunin with whatever you labeled as deck A. Okay. And then uh, on the... On the um, you had deck sheet submission whenever we were mm-hmm. getting registered. You had deck A and you had deck B both on the same piece of paper. So, you know, nothing to get confused there. First four deck A, second four deck B. And, um, you know, well, walk it, us through <laughs> your deck A and B, brother. Tell, tell us what you were, uh, yeah. tell us what you were jamming. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's a, a huge surprise to a lot of people that have, uh, that I've interacted with this year. But deck A for me was going to be 13. 
um yeah jamming jamming it down being angry uh and trying to end the game in three turns um Hell yeah, yeah. It, it's been been successful for me uh, it's what i qualified on it's what i you know was able to use at nats uh for you know majority of the day to get to this spot and as i was testing uh it it really was the thing uh that i was considering not taking because uh, we got we got on the mono ice um, pretty early on, and then I was trying to decide between you know, some sort of four color wool or uh, just taking thirteen again. And uh, four color wool just wasn't dealing with the problems that we'd kind of identified as as well as I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, a little bit too gummed up sometimes for for my liking. So I said I'm just going to send it on thirteen again. And uh, yeah, it turned out to to work pretty well. Um, yeah, in general, I think I was pretty early. Uh, also, on deciding to aggro was going to be how I played. Um, yeah, again, it it's still a little bit. As a rookie player, I realized that there's so much of the game that I still don't know. Sure. Um, so much interaction, and especially whenever you start dealing with people from other regions um, that have texts that you know, we haven't even started to deal with uh, in local testing. Mm-hmm. Um, so my goal in playing you know, aggressive decks this early on is to try to limit the meaningful game interactions uh, to make sure that I'm uh, giving the the best chance uh, for my success during those. So, uh, really, just trying to keep that trimmed down. Um, shorter games means less opportunity for me to make mistakes. So, fair enough. That's identifying the 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 hole in your skill set and plugging it very effectively. Um, now, obviously, you know one of the things we talked about on our last episode when uh, when we have uh, Mr. Ryan Chen on. We talked about how you, you know, we, we brought you up quite a bit because you spent all of day two just pretty much in the fucking gulag. Just, yeah, uh, yeah. You, you never, you never got up. You just sat there and just, just like speed dating. You just, yeah, you know what? I don't, I don't like the color of your eyes. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, uh, you have a weird laugh. Get out of here. You know, you were just sending them all packing. On now, to the next one. Yep. <laughs> on to the next. Exactly. Now, um, as far as, testing and making any changes to the 13 list with what changes did you make if any from nationals to worlds yeah so i think one of the things that was maybe most unique about my 13 deck and i don't really know that it was honestly very good at nats uh, is i included mm-hmm. a couple of the uh one cost fenrirs uh, okay. Summon that you know can can protect uh your your two drop or less for free Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I'd included pretty early on because I was fairly uh, certain there was going to be a lot of water around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and water loves to do something at the beginning of the combat step before lightning ever gets to swing and uh, really mess up your whole day. So had a couple of those included for water matchups. Um, you know, as I played through the event, I actually only ended up using it um, in round six, when I was playing against Mike, uh, we were the two five O's at the time. Um, and he's the one that I tested with. He's the only person in the room, I think, prior to the day that knew that I was on it. So, 
That's um, yeah, lost lost uh, any element of surprise for that, but um, definitely took those out here. Uh, there's so much more ability interaction going on right now uh, mm. than summon interaction uh, from what we were testing, at least. Um, that I, I didn't feel like it was worth the spots anymore, and and kind of the the ability to clog up your hand. So, um, you know, it settled a settled a little bit early on, especially after you know seeing how Wolf Seven was was pretty popular and was definitely a very real thing, uh, and was not just going to be this meme. You know, flip five cards and hope that you get something cool. Uh, it it was very real. Um, I wanted to settle on the six vanilles that I was playing along with a couple ways to recur copies of those because I felt like uh, if my primary game plan, you know, the Hope Vanille Fang uh, Lightning got disrupted, really your only way to try to claw out of that in a forward base board is to double vanille special. Yep. So uh, it really, really kept that in mind as I was constructing. Um, Played around a little bit with the Firewind Zidane, and you know a lot of thirteen. You can you can put that in pretty easy, but just not quite what I ended up on uh, for the format. Gotcha, gotcha. And from what I understand, or were you and Hunter were both on the same deck B, correct? Yeah, not the exact same fifty card list, but very similar. Yeah, um, gotcha. let, we'll, we'll get into that in a, We'll get into deck B in a second because yeah. deck A was Final Fantasy 13. So you had to play rounds one through four with that. So yes. walk us through your matchups. Tell me, you know, who, if you remember who you played against, what you played against. Um, so this will be a little bit tougher, I think. But um, yeah, round one, uh, I was against Ryan Chen. Uh, Mr. Viridian. Oh, you hate to see, um, see yeah, a we, play around. Absolutely, one. we we really were sitting there and um, <laughs> travel across the goddamn world just to play against them. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, and Ryan being on Mono Water, yeah, and I was on thirteen. Um, I won the die roll. He didn't hit backups. Uh, just a, a pretty bricked hand from him, um, and I dodged the burst. So love that. Um, it, it happens. I, I think, you know, there's an entire separate world where Ryan wins that round and mm -hmm. you know, he's able to go through and have a, a lot different path through Swiss. Uh, well, that's, not that, that's not this timeline, brother. It's, it's not, it's not, mm -hmm. but, um, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, glad to, glad to have gotten the, the round one win out of the way. Um, round two, I actually ended up playing Alex on stream. Yeah, um, that's the only match I caught, by the way, and it was you blinked and you missed it. Yeah, it it really was. Um, yeah, I think uh, if I remember correctly, turn one he searches out Warrior Light, and I'm looking at my hand, don't really have any good responses to it, so uh, I'm just gonna have to play out, uh, you know, the usual combo, and just kind of see. Uh, what we get uh, and see what he gets off of the warrior light reveal. Um, yeah. It, he talked a little bit about his, his decision to get rid of his forwards um, yeah, in his blog post, but uh, there were a lot of ways that could have gone you know, on either side. Uh, I just got a little lucky with how that one ended out, which is a common theme, you know, get, get pretty lucky throughout the entire day. 
Um, hey, better lucky than good, brother. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was able to double vanilla special and clear his board, awesome. and then yeah, kind of from there, just be able to push through for games. So, um, so you've taken down two really incredible competitors, man. That's uh, that's that's yeah, that's not a, that's not an easy ask. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> considering that coming into the day, I uh, I was hoping to not get last. Uh, that was mm-hmm. definitely a, a good start, two zero. Um, from there, I play against one of the uh, Japanese players on a four-color wool list. Um, I believe he's the gentleman who finished Swiss standings in fifth. Um, but he was playing a copy of Darkness Manifest. Um, this is probably one of the, the misplays I made through the tournament. Um, I thought Darkness Manifest dealt the damage uh, at the end of the controller's turn and not at the end of the opponent's turn. Um, made a block I didn't need to as a result of that. Uh, missed a chance for lethal. Eh, you know, just kind of a little bit of unfamiliarity with the card, going a little sure. bit too quick. Uh, he had it and you know, he had his, his card was in Japanese. I didn't ask for a translator to come over and read it. Um, yeah, so definitely next time, just take take a second to slow down. Ask for the ruling clarification. Just indeed. Yeah, might as well. Um, but did did end up dropping that one, so I went uh, went to two one, and then in round four I played um, my opponent in top six. Um, mm-hmm. I, I played him on four color wool with thirteen. And I was able to double vanilla special, clear a Cecil Warrior of Light board after it came out. Um, and just kind of snowball the game from there because he committed all of his resources to it. No, so, no. Rookie mistake. Uh, well, sure, sure, <laughs> sure. We can call it that. Yeah, we'll call it. Um, but yeah, ended ended 3-1 after you know the first four rounds. Um, feeling pretty good about that. Absolutely. Uh, 13 performed uh, just like I wanted it to. Um, and then it was time to leave it up to uh, deck B to see if we could finish it out and get there. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a hell of a, um, hell of a segue. You set me up there. Uh, uh, Will. So walk me through your deck B. I know that, you know, John was telling me just a little bit about the, uh, you know, th- th- this is, uh, why you're calling Dory the architect, if I'm not mistaken, this is a deck that he put down. Hunter may have a little more insight on this, so I don't know if you want to yeah. defer any of that stuff to him. But um, yeah, but... so I, I think all three of us were really working on this. Um, you know, as mm-hmm. as it got pretty close to Worlds, um, yeah, there was a lot of traction very early on in the set about some ice lightning with General Ruggedine. Um, yeah, and, and that's what I had built initially uh, to kind of test out. I. Uh, Ice Lightning was probably the second deck in the game that I picked up, um, learned to play, and a lot of the multi-element forwards you have there are really strong. Uh, the only downside to that is you do have to spend normally your first two turns of the game setting up to get your backups online right. um, before really being able to, to kind of go in with these haymakers. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I built that and I sent it to Dory, and I was like, hey, you know, what do you think about this? Um, and he came back with just a mono ice list and was like, why spend two turns setting up your colors? 
if you can just start throwing haymakers on turn one. Um, yeah. And, you know, to, to his credit, I was like, uh, I, I still was fighting back a little bit. I was like, no, I just think these things are a little bit better, like the card quality and Ice Lightning a little bit higher. Uh, turns out, if you're just punching your opponent in the face, it doesn't matter uh, really that's, what their card quality, quality is quality on the back side. Looking. That's right. That's yeah. taking, making, the, making them do damage is the quality. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I think we we kind of got an initial list together a month before Worlds. Um, yeah, we we had that pretty much ready to go as soon as the cards actually dropped. Um, because we had, so, you know, as spoilers are coming out and everything else, yeah, I'm putting proxy cards together. We're playtesting as much as we can in locals and, you know, in, in Saturdays and Sundays beyond that, you know, you, you get a couple Monday nights in there too, whenever we had time, uh, really just trying to jam games to get ready for this. Sure. Sure. And, uh, you know, we, we realized, uh, cause the same day I, I brought my ice lightning version and Dory brought his ice version. And, uh, I think there was a singular game, uh, where I was able to get a, uh, Sephiroth off super early on a Rufus um, that that I was able to win. But apart from that, uh, every other game went to Mono Ice. So pretty quickly switched tunes on that and and hopped over. Um, spent you know the next two weeks making changes to it before heading over to Japan. So fair enough. So go ahead and walk us through your matchups with Deck B. Yeah, deck B. Uh, so I'm playing against um, the French Evan, Evan Tan guy. Yeah, Evan right? Lightning yeah. Lord. Yeah, yeah. And, right. yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's that's my round five matchup. Um, he's on Ice Earth, and I'm on Mono Ice. So he's trying to get a little bit set up and do some really efficient, you know, cool things. And I'm just punching him in the face. Um, he does manage to get a Shantoto off, clear a board, I believe, but it took every resource in his hand. Um, and I'm able to play out some cheap guys, I think, in the next couple turns and just end up finishing that off. Hell yeah. Um, go to round six. Man. <laughs> it's, it's all a blur at this point. It is like at this point, really, it's starting to kind of all come together, and it's like, oh man, I, I don't know what, what's happening. Like, there's a real chance I could top at this point, because uh, at that point, four one. So it was uh, a top six cut, right? Yes, it was top six, and when we were doing the math before the event, uh, it was going to turn out to be, if you were five three or better, you were going to make it in. Okay. Um, and there was like a point zero eight percent chance that somebody at four and four would make it in. Okay. Um, it turns out that is what ended up happening. There was a four and four that did make it in. Um, but still, not knowing that, you know, as you're going into the final stages, and I'm at four one, um, I'm like, man, I one more, and we're we're there. You know, this is a this is a real chance. Um, so, you know, I, I, now that I say that, I think I might have had my round five and six switched. Uh, I think I did drop round five uh, and played against Evan in round six. 
Um, but then I had the great displeasure of playing Mr. Nance uh, in round oh, seven yeah, on awesome. a on a mirror, uh, where I know Hunter's already qualified at this point. He's uh, he's five and one at that point, mm, and I still I still haven't made it. Uh, so sitting there, I know we're on the same deck. We've played this a few times, you know, as we've been preparing for the event. Um, Hunter's gonna get to go first uh, on this. He wants the die roll, and we actually end up just kind of sitting there and and looking at each other for a while. Uh, our hands were very awkward, and they really wanted the other person to do something first. Um, so in this standoff situation. But uh, he ends up getting me. Um, he goes to six and one, and and pretty much secures his second place uh, in Swiss finish. So, <clears throat> you know, we, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we we finish that game up, and I'm sitting there, and it's getting ready to go into the last round, and I'm four and three at this point. And I'm like, oh god, like don't don't let me have started three and one and then go one three on the back half to, to end oh, the day. Oh, that'd be unfortunate. You know? Um, and I get paired up with the player from China, um, mm-hmm. who's actually on, he's on the super cool monk warrior of light deck, um, where he's using a bunch of the different monk backups to get his colors fixed. Uh, before being able to play out the four color warrior light and some cat four stuff with like Ursula um, along the way. Um, but again, I'm on mono ice, so I'm making him discard a couple cards, freezing down his color backups that he has, and just kind of able to punch through for the final game to get to five and three and qualify. Love that. Love that. And then now you're in top four. Who is your. So now with top four. <laughs> Did you so, play it like a standard like two deck at that point? Or? Yeah, so so it did. Oh, it went right. to top six. Right. Hunter, say that, but I'm so no, sorry. top six, top six, top six, bro. Yeah, top six. Went, sorry, went to sorry. top six there. Yeah, um, and it did. It transitioned back into a standard two deck event. Um, okay. your best two out of three. If you win with a deck, you have to win with your other deck. Um, and. Uh, I played against uh, the same gentleman that I played in round four of Swiss. Uh, Kosuke, um, I, I can't remember his last name right now off the top of my head. But um, yeah, he was on a four color warrior of light list and a mono earth. Or, yeah, it was mono earth with a little bit of ice thrown in there for some monster recursion and Larkisius and uh, some of those elements. Um, and in looking at the decks, I, I knew that I was going to be pretty favored in those matchups. I think in, and actually talking to, um, my opponent after the round, he was like, I hate that I brought this mono earth deck, <laughs> like this deck, uh, it was killing me all day, but I couldn't decide on anything else. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm sitting there and looking at it. I I run out 13 first, and this was this was a stream match. We were the the featured match for um for top six. Um, I say, all right, I'm gonna go 13. I was the higher seed, so I get to go first. Um, I'm gonna play it into whichever deck you're playing, and you know, hopefully get that out of the way, and then let Ice have two shots to get through. Yeah, the other side of it. Um. And 
I have the uh, the great displeasure that game of playing five backups in Cat Thirteen. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh, it it was extremely extremely unfortunate just watching the game as as it was taking place because I'm sitting there, I won the die roll, I'm playing against Mono Earth, I'm like, okay, there's I I know there's nothing in his deck that's gonna stop me if I just go fast and in the game. And I draw none of the cards on my initial hands. Mulligan draw none of them. Oh, uh, yeah. um, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, this is how it falls apart. Like <laughs> oh God, <laughs> not like this. Um <laughs> But you know, I, I maintain you know the the attitude going into it. I, I'm going to play out some backups, at least get you know some of my important cards out of my deck as I'm going through. Um, and you know, it, he's not able to pressure at the beginning from his side. Um, and it turns out like I'm still able to do the 13 thing. I, I think on turn four. Is when I'm able to do the Hope Vanille get lightning in hand, um, and pass it back over to him. Um, this first round is going to go through. Um, he does get to do some cool, you know, blocking with Mira Zombie, um, but with lightning still attacking, even if he's eating all those attacks with a with a blocker, you're still getting bonus effects. So right. I'm still getting a couple card draws, still getting a couple damage through. Um, you know, it was a it was a cool interaction for the the final turn to be able to um, have the null out, play the Larkisius down, um, and when Larkisius removes something, I get to dole forward with null, uh, just kind of be able to punch through, um, and and make it a you know, make it a, a pretty good win. So hell yeah. Um, <clears throat> from there, uh, playing ice into uh, and he swaps decks back to his warrior of light list. Um, this one was also over super quick. I play out. Um, I, I, honestly, I don't even remember what my play was to start the game. Um, but he does the. Uh, Sarah into Kolka into Cecil in hand. Um, is that is that right, or does he just pitch two for the Cecil and take the damage? Um, either way, he gets the Earth Cecil out. Yeah, he gets the Earth Cecil out. Uh, is able to crack it and get the Wind Cecil and bring um, the Four Color Warrior Light out, and it's it's done from there. Um, I can't continue to target his stuff down. Because uh, he's got the wind seasel out, and I can't pay the tax. And warrior light's bigger than anything in my entire deck. So uh, that one wraps up. Um, we go into game three. Uh, back on the play, ice against earth. Um, able to just jam some guys out, start getting value through. Um, able to resolve a Fasalis at one point for both effects, and that kind of seals the game up. Uh, able to yeah. to take it and um, go to the top four, where I have a, a match with Mr. Hunter Nance waiting for me. Oh, um, and I know pass, from... past the table, like, right here, Well, why don't you just... Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's, let's take a seat. 
Yeah. Um, that was a heartbreaking one, dude. I mean, it was. It's how the bracket was structured. You know, I, I knew at least we were going to get a North American player to the finals. Um, where you know, I think we had all kind of assumed going into the day that it was it was going to be a finals match against Kaka on the other side, but um, Alex had other ideas there. Um, yeah. And uh, Hunter very swiftly demolishes me 2-0. Um, <laughs> it's not even close, to be honest. I, I get super lucky and hit like a couple uh, top deck rips, and he still just is able to calmly answer out everything that I'm doing. So uh, we, we wrap that one up and then Hunter uh, moves on to the finals. Oh man. Uh, that was, that was the end of my day. Um, yeah, it was, uh, well, it was super exciting uh, tournament um, to be in there and, and be able to play with the best in the world. Um, thankful for the entire event and, and just the opportunity, you know, starting this game this year, I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll go to a competitive event. I don't know. I'll kind of just play locals and see. And um, Turns out your locals is a competitive event. Yeah, so yeah. Kinda, kinda gets it you. turns out you you were now they. You were now the best in the – one of the best in the world. You were them. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, thankful to, to just be where I'm at and ready to uh, you go, go 03 drop at the first material cup of the next season and uh, see everybody there. See you there. Well, hell of a run, you know, big congratulations on a very, very successful rookie campaign for final fantasy trading card game. We love to hear it. Um, you know, now that we've heard, well, now that we've heard from the, uh, from the young up and coming rookie, let's hear from the wily veteran, uh, Mr. Hunter Nance, um, go ahead and walk us through, um, you know, your tournament weekend, um, you know, your deck choices. We know we, you know, we heard a little bit about your deck B, um, you know, walk us through your deck A, which I'm sure we all know very well, but I want to hear about your choices going into the tournament matchups and things like that. Why don't you go ahead and uh, take us home, brother. Yeah, so I went to Japan like a couple weeks in advance and it was like I think I flew out like literally the day after the set came out. So it's like I just mm -hmm. barely had cards. Uh but I did know that I was getting a copy of one of each card in Japan from Nat's Prize Sport, so at least there was that. Nice. Um you know, we'd already played plenty of proxy games, but I was still planning to just like most likely play my, you know, FF six and Majisa. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I did think there would probably be a decent amount of aggro and decent amount of ice lightning. And I think both of those decks are really good against that. Um, so that was kind of the plan. And then in Japan, I knew I wasn't going to like really be worrying about it. till it was like, till we were back in Tokyo and back to, uh, about to, you know, compete. So that very last day, um, it's kind of the first day I've really played more than like a couple of games. Um, and specifically I'm playing with six just cause I hadn't played with six in a long time. And I'm playing against Alex Hancocks, and he's playing the Wall 7 deck. And I go 1-7, and seven, and I'm like, hmm. I, for some reason, assumed that 6 would be really good in this matchup. I thought, like, you know, you can efficiently keep killing their guys, even if they special once. Like, it'll probably be fine. Uh, you know, you're going to probably start drawing a bunch of cards. But the thing is, like, you can't really play backups because, you know, they can use Gilgamesh or um, Zero Mist to freeze them down. Uh, so, like, you can't, it's really hard for you to get ahead card advantage wise. You really need, like, a big start. So, it's like you could, like, Stooge, like, Stooge's plus Go Go will probably make you win. But, like, 
that's like asking for a lot of cards. So I basically just realized like if a lot of Japanese players are going to be playing this deck, I don't know if I should be playing six, which actually the way that the tournament worked out, I think it probably would have still been fine because I, you know, would have still mostly avoided playing against wall seven with six. And I still think six is very good if you're not playing against Yuzuki decks. So I wouldn't play it right now in like a single tournament, but in like a two deck, I think it's probably still kind of okay. Because uh, I, I do think it's like an extremely powerful deck and one of the most like individually powerful decks, but it's just uh, it's just really bad against Yuzuki and Yuzuki yeah. is easily accessible right now for you know if anybody's playing Majisa too, it, obviously you literally can't beat six with Majisa or six literally can't beat Majisa because you just grab Yuzuki and the game's over. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so you know I had like a couple minutes left before deck submission. And I was like, okay, I literally have to head back to my hotel. That's like a 30 minute walk away or 20 minute walk away and figure out what my second deck's going to be. Because uh, Majisa was, you know, pretty much locked in. Uh, and I think it was a good choice and is a good deck. And I have a lot of experience with it. Um, and then I was like kind of leaning towards Mono Water just because I was like, I think Shinryu is going to be really good against this Wall 7 stuff. And it's just kind of just like a good deck in general, even if it didn't really gain that much. Um, so I laid out that and I laid out, you know, the mono ice deck. Um, and I just kind of looked at them both for like an hour and was like, uh, I just kept looking at my I'm like, this deck just looks like complete shit. Like, <laughs> I know that like, it's always way better than it looks, but it's like on, you know, just like laying there. It's like, what is in here? That's good. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, it does not excite me in any way. It's like, oh, a bunch of like monsters that draw a card and mm -hmm. like you know what i mean whereas i'm looking at the ice deck and i'm like you got rufus you got rug you got lufinian you got this shiva i can keep doing and i was just like you know what fuck it i've played two games with this ice deck but i think it's uh i think it's pretty good and it's more in line with what i want to be doing so i decided on that last minute and it obviously worked out pretty well i it performed better than Majisa for me um so yeah with round one I uh, playing against uh, Chris Matiski. Um, I lose the die roll. Um, he's playing like he is playing a wall seven deck, but it's like it's it's like a it's sort of like a monster themed like ice water earth. I don't even remember if it had earth, but definitely ice and water. Where like you're trying more to do the hippocampus, stuff. yeah, hippocampus. Yeah. Um, that plus like go go that sort of thing. Um, and I'm playing Majisa first, which it didn't really come to it, but like that sort of strategy is really bad against Majisa because you're probably not going to be dealing AK in one activation. So like if I have Majisa out, I can just, you know, grab Yuzuki before the second ability resolves. Um, But yeah, you know, it's just Majisa versus that. I just like kind of do my thing. I don't really remember that much about the game, but I we actually knocked it deck on the ground we had to call a judge i remember that that's about all i remember um <laughs> let me check the pairings i don't remember what round two was right now I mean, round two the old pairings. oh right, right right round two i was against kaka so i lose this round um he's playing wall seven first uh he naturally hits yuzuki off the wall seven which was like really good because that's quite strong against Majisa. And he doesn't like, you know, there are other he's only playing one, which, you know, I didn't know at the time. But afterwards, I was like, oh, that sucks. But like, 
there are other ways you can hit it. Like you can have Axar plus Alphano or something. Um, but yeah, that made it really tough. And I don't think I played the game super well. Like I kind of like went in on getting a Bosch and then grabbing a Larkikus and trying to hit the Yuzuki. But it's like, I mean, obviously he's going to, you know, special this. So it's like, I probably would have been better off just trying to get like better cards and just like beat them on board. Um, I don't know if I would have been able to do that anyway, but I don't think that this strategy was going to work. So uh, I don't think I played that that well. So I'm one and one. Uh, round three, let me check. Yeah, round three. Oh, round three, I play against Jordy, who I know is on Mono Ice. Um, I know that he's got Teodors in his deck, and he plays a T. He warps a Teodor early. I have Amaterasu in hand, but I'm just like, uh, I just don't care. You know, I'm just instead I just like discard my hand to do Magista things. Um, go super wide. His Teodor comes in and is a nine K for a strike, and then I just like kind of pretty easily went on board just by doing normal Magisa versus aggro shenanigans. Yep. Uh, round four, I play against uh, Chota, who was playing like a sort of like a, a monster deck, you know, similar, not a wall seven deck, but like similar hippocampus type deck, which, you know, as I mentioned, is not very good against Magisa. Um, you know, he winds up, he's basically just on the back foot the whole game. And then he sets up to have, Go go plus hippocampus. And I have like, you know, I have like removal in hand. I could just kill it. I could Amaterasu the trigger. Uh, but instead, I'm like, I have Majisa. So I'm just going to like let this resolve. Then I grab Yuzuki and then the game's just over. Mm -hmm. um, so those are the Majisa rounds. Round five is on stream against uh, Kosuke. Um, Kind of a weird game. This is my like third game or something with the mono ice deck, so I'm like not entirely certain about it. But I, you know, I have Rufus in the. I think I might Mulligan, but I have Rufus. No, I think I keep, but it's not that great. But I'm like, well, it has Rufus, so I think it's like still probably a keep because Rufus is just like the best card in the deck. So I just play Rufus, um, and I don't know what he's on yet because this is the first round of the new decks. Um, make him discard. Uh, he winds up being on Ice Lightning. He then plays like a couple backups, uh, goes or maybe he might just play one backup. I don't remember exactly, but basically the way he played the turn, it made it seem like very apparent that he had a second thing and kind of wanted to play it to play around discard. But then like it, it basically just like his mannerisms made me like 90 percent sure he had Sephiroth. So I start my turn and I play well, I sit there for a long time thinking, like, do I attack? Well, I play Lufinian. I'm like, I'll see what he discards. I'll give me some more information. Um, I think he discards Rufus, which him discarding Rufus specifically made me be like, oh, then he, like, certainly has to have Sephiroth or something because, like, you know, this is, like, such a good card that it's, like, I feel like it only makes sense if he's planning to Sephiroth me. So then I'm like, I'm definitely not going to attack, especially because he now has three cards in hand. So if I attack make him discard. He just responds. I get no value. He plays the Sephiroth, kills my guy. So instead, I just go second main, play Unaleska, pass, um, leaving me with one card in hand, and he decides to still play the Sephiroth because, like, you know, he wants to attack and make me discard that card, uh, which makes sense. And then I think he draws, like, two cards he can't play because um, his deck also has three Shinryu in it, so there's a lot of poison. Um, 
And then I start my turn. I draw Laswell, which is like a great card. I just lock up the Sephiroth attack. Uh, I don't even have to discard a card because I have two backups. And it just kind of cascades out of control pretty quickly. Round six. Um, I guess I'll check. Round six. Oh, right, right. I play against uh, Alex Hancox. He's on Mono Wind. Um, just kind of, you know, I'm pretty confident at this point that I'm going to make top cut, uh, especially going into this matchup. Um, I just kind of smash him, as you expect, Mono Ice 2 against um, Mono Wind. Wind yeah, absolutely. There wasn't really that much to say about the game. I like, I like slightly tried to play around Typhon, if I remember right, but like it, it doesn't matter, and he didn't have it. I think there's only one in his deck anyway. And then round seven Ooh, is when will. I play against Will. Um, like Will said, it's like we both had kind of like responsive hands or like, you know, not really hands that we want to just like play out. Like we weren't like <coughs> Rufus Rug or something, you know, we were like maybe like Laswell or like uh, Yishtola, these sorts of cards. I think we both had. So we kind of didn't do that much for a couple of turns, but eventually I don't really remember that much, but I remember that I wound up getting ahead by playing a Charlotte and kind of hoping that he didn't have like a good way to get rid of that. I think he'd already discarded one of the Ishtolas at some point because I wasn't really doing anything, um, if I remember right. And so eventually that Charlotte just kind of like gave me the strength to be able to like go wider. Um, I think I might have played a rug that game too, but I'm not sure. Then round eight. Um, wait, no, that must have been round six. That was round six. Sorry. No, yeah, that, was, that was seven. <laughs> oh, that was seven. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. And I was pretty much confident I was going to play against Will that round because of the way like all the pair downs had happened. Like mm -hmm. it was weird because Kaka hadn't lost and I hadn't lost except against him. So we had already like played everyone in the same brackets. And it's weird because, like, in Magic or something, it's, like, not weird at all to concede to your friend and, like, you know, like, scoop them into Top Cut or whatever. But, like, I feel like they've always been very weird about that with Final Fantasy. Yes. So I felt like mm -hmm. I don't yes. I don't want to do that because, like, they've just always been so strange with that. Even things like running out of time and then being like, okay, it's double loss. It's like, well, someone should definitely concede. But, like, sometimes they're just like, no, it's double loss. Like, it's over. Oh. Okay, so I didn't really want to like play around with that, and also because of the structure of the tournament, where it's like mm -hmm. top two does actually get like a substantial advantage. I was like, I do want to play it out, but it's like I'm gonna feel really bad if I win and then he loses the next one, doesn't make it. But thankfully, that's not how it worked. And also, thankfully, even if he lost, turns out he probably would have been, <laughs> which is weird. Yeah, the one four four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they're wound up being a four four anyway. So, so weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then the final round was also uh, on stream. Um, I played against like a mono earth deck. It was just not really close. Uh, he only had two Shinryu in his deck, which meant that the one that went to damage meant he couldn't special, which, you know, even if he could, I don't think there was any coming back. Um, but at least it would have been something. Uh, I just kind of like, you know, did normal make you discard and attack you things and he died, but then he wound up making it anyway at four and four. So yeah. Then top six, I have the buy because I'm seven and one. So I was second seed. And I know I'm gonna play against Will if he wins. Uh then he wins. I play against Will. 
he plays 13 both times because he knows it's going to be harder for him to win with that deck. Um, you know, he'd rather play it more, you know, like when he's on the play and all that. Um, yeah, I think if I remember right, it was basically like my mono ice deck. I had the free Shiva, like the, you know, if an ice guy entered, you Dolan freeze, which is obviously great against them because it's literally completely free and keeps mm -hmm. them from doing anything for a turn. Um, and then the Magisa one, I just kind of, I think I just kind of like set up an Axtar quickly and won or something. Yeah, yeah, I got a got an Axtar out, got a Yuzuki out, so I couldn't do the Vanille specials. Um, I think one of the interesting things in that game that did come out was uh, the final turn of the game, I was able to deal with the Yuzuki on board and play the 4CP Amano Squall with both of us having no cards in hand. Mm. Um, nice. Yeah. So I was able to uh, swing and clear his board, but he did have a Guts go out. Um, <laughs> so the Guts go died, put a card back in his hand. I couldn't swing again with the Squall. Um, and the, oh, next, yeah. the next turn, it was a Yashtola. And it... Maybe it wasn't even the next turn, but uh, a couple turns later, he's able to Idolus back the Yashtola and, and swing for game. Yeah, so. I think I had Yashtola mm. in hand, so I was thinking I can either draw Yashtola or draw Idolus, and I just end the game on the spot. And then either, I guess it probably wouldn't have been that turn because I wouldn't have had enough mana. It was probably one more turn later. Uh, you know, I, I might have already drawn it, but then I have enough mana to play it and, you know, Yashtola for a game. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, and then, uh, then the finals happened. Yeah, um, I keep hearing, <laughs> I keep hearing tales. I and feel free to, if you don't want to talk about it, it's fine. But I definitely hear, uh, I hear tales that it just was. I, I hear your hand just went into your hair, and that was it. It was just, it was over. There was a some tiltage that took place. Yeah, I mean, basically going into like the finals. Well, I guess. Basically, I assumed, and everyone, I think, assumed that Kaka was going to beat uh, Alex, and then I assumed he was going to beat me, because I didn't think I had, like, great matchups against him, although not, like, not like I couldn't win or something. Um, but I kind of thought that. He's also, like, he should have had plot armor, because I don't know if you know this, but 2017 Worlds, the mm -hmm. top four players, uh, three out of four of them have won a Worlds before. Oh, um no. and he was the fourth one so i was like well i mean there it, is. <laughs> it just has to happen uh so i don't know why that didn't happen it was weird it was he like, was so, mean, somebody mean killed Cody. the time ghosts and like fought fate or whatever there <laughs> one was four of the, Sephiroth, the yeah one know? of the well, Sephiroths. And, and it's so funny you say that because that the whole time leading up to worlds whenever i talk with cody me and him were both like yeah dude kaka is like the favorite to win right like he's he's got to be the one like he's the chosen one yeah but actually I was like content. I was like, well, yeah, I'm probably going to lose in the finals to him, like whatever. And then Alex had to go and win. I'm like, oh, shit, that's really bad. Because now it's like now I'm definitely supposed to win. And so like now I know something like hilariously horrible is going to happen. Like, oh, no, because I'm like, how is he going to beat me with mono win with either of my decks? Like, well, let's find out. Uh, so, yeah, game one, you know, I'm playing against wall seven i know that that's what it is because the way they do the format um and i'm on turbo and i have a totally serviceable start um i think it's like lufinian plus rufus and i think next turn i like draw and play the rug um you know not for like super value but just like 
it's still good. He he played a backup, so it's like if I make him do these discards, then I think he's gonna have like only exactly enough to wall or something. Uh, I don't remember exactly how the numbers worked out, but basically it's like gonna be not that bad for me if he does that. Uh, but then he hits. I so I really want to hit no ex. Like obviously you never want to hit ex, but like in this situation in particular, it's like him being up one card gives him the opportunity to like axe star put in a third guy that sort of thing. Um, so then the first damage is EX. I'm like, well, that fucking sucks. Cause I, you know, just look at your deck list and there's five EX in the deck. So it's very unlikely. And then I'm like, well, attack again. And that one's also an EX. So I'm like, well, that is oh my literally God. 1% odds, <laughs> but, uh, okay. Um, I'm literally at that point, just like, well, I've lost this game. Um, but you know, the good news is that like, I'm supposed to win against mono win twice. So I go on to lose that one uh, as I expected to after that start. And I, here's where I think I made like the single biggest mistake I made all tournament, which it's kind of a lame part of two deck tournaments that this is always such a big factor, but it's the, the deck selection going into game two, I think was like more important than decisions I made in the games. Um, I think I should have played Majisa this game. Uh, the reason I didn't is because like in theory between my two decks, mono ice is like better on the play uh, than Majisa because Majisa, you'd rather have the one extra card because it's a combo deck. Um, you'd also rather see like what they're doing so you can kind of match what they're doing and respond to it. Like, oh, is this a good spot to get a Guts Co? Is this a good spot to just go super aggressive? Um, that sort of thing. But I think I should have thought about this more in this case because it's like, I just don't see him like pretty much ever beating the mono ice deck on the draw. And like, you know, mono win does eventually stabilize. So I think just having one extra turn would have been like super important, especially the way game three wound up lining up. I'm kind of skipping game two because basically game two, it's just I turbo him and he dies like really hard. Um, yeah, in game three, you know, it's like my opener is not very good. Like it has Magisa, so it's not like hideous or something. Um, but the only way to activate Magisa is a one cost Ifrit. So I would have to like, you know, you really want to be playing a backup or a Hedgehog Pie or something. Uh, he also played two uh, backups, which means that he would be able to Dryad it if he has Dryad. And it's like, if he finishes it off the Dryad, that's very bad for me. I also had an Idolus, so it's like possible I'm supposed to just do that anyway and then like be able to Idolus it after. Because, you know, he does have to discard some extra cards to do that, so he's like not setting up as well. But I ultimately decided to play a Meath and get a Hedgehog Pie and try and set up for next turn, which might be a mistake, but like basically what I do after that is I grab Gutsko and I grab an Alphano and I'm like, I'm fine having three guys. I want him to Shinryu. I want him to Shinryu a special, get back my two cards from Gutsko, rebuild. Um, you know, he has to invest all these cards in it. Uh, I also should say the first damage from when the Gutsko attacks is of course an EX. Um, and per perhaps one of the best EX he could hit because he has Mog 11 on board and it's Chocomog. So he gets a second one. So it's like, now he can grab whatever he wants, whenever he wants. Uh, which is all on my mind the rest of the game because it's like now I have to consider how am I playing around every card in his deck instead of just like, you know, what can I afford to play around, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he does Shinryu, uh, and I'm like, okay, great. He's going to special, uh, but then he does a couple more like value things. I'm like, that's fine. He's probably still going to wind up specialing, so I need to kind of wait here before I respond. Uh, but he winds up having like, an insanely good turn that involves like a Rosa involves untapping all of his backups involves 
Rosa five hitting Zidane. And as soon as that hits Zidane, I'm like, oh, that's so fucking bad. But like, you know, I, I'm going to have to now cast this Ifrit to finish it off. But at least it could hit, um, you know, something useless out of my deck. Like there's obviously a lot of cards that, uh, you know, like backups that aren't going to be very helpful, that sort of thing. Uh, but it hits Amaterasu, which is probably the best single card he could have hit. Um, at that point, I'm like, I'm just fucked, which is very distressing after uh, also coming in second at Raleigh and also coming in second at Nats uh, to be like, I am now certain that I am fucked. Um, <laughs> but I will still try to see if there's some way to steal this. But it's like, you know, once Mono Wind starts going, there's like, you know, he's casting like eight Alexanders a turn, drawing like 15 cards. Like, I mean, it's yeah. not going to happen. So. There's no, yep. Brutal. Brutal, brutal, but you know, but overall still, I mean, top four is nothing to sneeze at, uh, you know, two times worlds is absolutely nothing to sneeze at. I mean, you both of you fellas had a hell of a season um, and it's, it was just, it was great to watch. Um, the furthest now, NA has ever made it, dude, like by a lot. Yeah. Very, very awesome. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and representing you the know, country. And I know if anything. Exactly. And I know Petey Pablo is proud for sure. You know, I, I'm sure he was at home watching from North Carolina. <laughs> Absolutely. But now that, now that the dust is settled. <laughs> That's right. See, I knew it. I knew it. Glad somebody got it. But um, but now that the dust is settled, you're back home, which I mean, I can imagine it was a fantastic trip. You know, I, I followed along with all, all the pictures as we all do from home. Um, looks like you lads had a fantastic time. Um, as far as deck choices and games is there or you know would there have been anything you would have done different going to there no with hindsight being what it is is there any deck choices you would have made differently or any cards you would have you know anything you'd have done differently with your decks uh, i would have played wall seven instead of Magisa. okay but i mean uh, i i also like i realized that when i was losing to it i was like oh shit i should be playing this um but mm -hmm. i just you know there was literally a couple hours i just didn't have time to mm -hmm. make that happen um also with the turbo deck like we hadn't really like tested it all that much so I, there's definitely some cards in there that we've since changed like the nero and weiss like i never cast either of them the whole tournament um so mm -hmm. we've like replaced them with more aggressive things and like just that's, that's are a crazy better to say right the strategy well i mean Neuron and weiss are like pretty mid-rangey you know mm -hmm. it's like setting up backups yeah, and, playing this and getting some value whereas like mm -hmm. what you really want to be doing is just like playing something that's good with haste uh something that's good, mm -hmm. good with brave or something that you know locks down something that sort of thing yeah absolutely and how about you will any changes you'd have made you know obviously probably the same changes with ice but what about any would you do anything different with 13 or played a different deck at all or yeah i mean so 13 i think um 13's in a really good spot for me, uh, just from, from what I value in the card sure. game, because it's so consistent. Um, while I think the Wool 7, you know, is is you know, equally as aggressive and also you know, is, is quite resilient, um, it's just a little bit more slot machine-y. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, 1-800-GAMBLERS out there. That's and, right, baby. And the top end of it is is incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, but the fact that, you know, and I, I know there's a, there's a lot of hate out there for 13 because it is so consistent and so aggressive at what it does. 
but the fact that that exists um just drives so much else i think in terms of card selection as you're as you're considering things right now um yeah there there was a, a solid while there where as you're testing a deck you're like well what are you gonna do on turn two at four damage and your opponent has three forwards and you know four cards in hand uh and can you get out of this situation and if, if you can't up and go to chase. then yeah if you can't then there's something you know, probably to to consider there yep um so I, I think I'm still I'm still fine with 13. I I really enjoy being able to play the six vinyls like I was in this event. Um, I knew that it was bad into specifically uh, Yuzuki and everything that Hunter was doing. Uh, <laughs> and out. and turns out that that was a matchup that I maybe should have uh, you know paid a little bit more attention to. Uh, because it, it did end up coming down, but um, it was right under your nose the whole time. The best place to hide <laughs> yeah, a tree is in the yeah. woods, brother. <laughs> yeah, and um, but you know, I, I had a fantastic event, and I I wouldn't have changed anything for the world. Awesome, awesome one. Like I said, I know I speak for everybody here in North America when we say we are proud of you all, the whole team. Uh, you know, it was great to see some, you know just some new faces and a, and a grizzled veteran uh, along for the ride. So, you know, it, it, I guess, you know, and we've, you know, we've had a lot of laughs today and we've, uh, we've gone on for quite a while. Any, uh, any final thoughts from anyone before we go ahead and wrap this up and let you get about your holiday weekend. As yeah, Hunter, were. you have any uh, shout outs? Uh, yeah. yeah. You should go to uh, Google and type in steam and then Atama, A-T-A-M-A. Uh, it's currently 35% off for the winter sale or holiday sale or whatever they're calling it that just started today. Um, it's a stealth horror puzzle game where you can uh, look through the eyes of monsters and you use that to uh, help avoid their sight and, you know, solve puzzles and basically like a linear story horror game. It's a couple hours long and has some uh, bonus content as well, like uh, developer commentary and a hardcore difficulty that no one plays because it's really hard and you you know permadeath um but yeah and like a alternate ending um so yeah it's uh kind of cool if you're into those sort of niche uh genres and if you're not well uh, buy it anyway but you know you might not like it <laughs> sounds like buy the number anyway. one christmas gift this season to me sir that's right the nice thing about uh, digital stocking stuffers, Chris, is you can fit as many of them in the stocking as, as you want. You sure can. Your <laughs> stocking is it's bottomless. That's right. Uh, how about you, Mr. Will? Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing uh, quite as cool as buying Atama on my shout-out list here. Atama but, on Steam. Uh, Atama on Steam. Yep. <laughs> the, the very same. Um, but really, uh, just the community as a whole. Um, Starting this game this year was my attempt to begin getting back out of the house after COVID. Uh, so to, to go from just trying to get out of the house on a weekly basis to, uh, you know, going halfway across the world to Japan. Um, the community is what has made it all possible. I love my local scene here uh, and everybody that I've interacted with at, uh, you know, kind of materia cups along the way um it's it's just been a great community 
no small bickering or fighting you know it's it's just grown-ups trying to enjoy a game have a lot of fun uh and it's refreshing to see so excited for it i'll be back next year keep playing the game man bring you're gonna bring a tear to my eye you keep talking like that brother man but uh yeah we're looking forward to it and uh the first stop is the winter cup next month that's uh we're gonna br- begin 2024 the right way and then i guess after that i i mean i have to imagine it's off to florida in like april or may like to me that that makes the most sense to me yeah we will uh, see uh I, I can tell you that they are uh definitely putting it together so uh, i mean garage, I, I need the garage gang garage gang needs to be reunited <laughs> hunters uh in on the garage gang last time we knew we could get him brother I, this, this I, still, I still want that hot chicken i still want i want more of that chicken we got <laughs> last time. Get, let's just say getting hunter to play basketball in the garage was a sure shot well, I don't know what I don't know what score I got still because Dory like kept saying I didn't get whatever score I said I got. It's okay, dude. I, all I think I it was know like is, seventeen. Yeah, you but definitely I don't know. you definitely got seventeen. Yeah, and, I got like uh, thirty or forty. I don't know. Uh, yeah, like, like our, I know our respectable number threshold was like sixteen. But let me tell you, the meta was developing all weekend long. I mean, but we there were there were a couple different uh, texts that we saw. <laughs> Going into Brother, I, I would wake up in the middle of the night and Cody scored like 60 <laughs> buckets. He dude was practicing and he was like practicing in the late night while we were all asleep. Honestly, dude, too. The next time we get there, every time it's uh, it's harder because like more pieces are broken or balls are missing. So it's, it's just it's, it's going to really... be in a pile on the yeah. floor and the net's going to be nailed to the side of the garage. We'll, we'll see, dude. But we're definitely running it back if uh, if we can in that same spot. Yeah, I want to so. go back into that attic. Oh, you're, you're destroyed one of my deck boxes. Oh god! <laughs> oh, it's like one that I've had since like I don't know 2012 or 2013 from like a Star City Games thing that was already like had just like scratches all over and like oh, all the art out. ripped off. And then I I put duct tape on it just because I'm like I'm not throwing this away. So yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's just kind of it's a it's a relic now, an ancient artifact. All right, well I love it. I think that's it. Then. Yeah, yeah, this is a great time. Again, see everybody on, next month. Yeah, glad to have you as always. And again, a big, big congratulations. Hell of a year for you both. And I uh, hope so. that everybody uh, listening has a happy and healthy holiday season. Um, Indeed. We will be uh, putting this one out right away. So um, mm-hmm. this will be uh, a Friday morning drop. So everybody who is, who's is out there traveling for the holiday, uh, feel free to, to listen to us along the way. And, and we'll see you on the other side in 2024. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see you there, and I'll see you tomorrow, brother. Oh, yeah, dude, let's get that going on. All right. Yeah, let's get it. <laughs> Bye-bye. See you. Thanks once again for listening to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can head on over to rvareturners.com.